Okay, so Tapek is answering questions. The question I want to talk about today is a pretty common question which you're going to get asked. Uh, the more distant the audience is, the more likely this question is going to come up. Uh, but it's something which, again, we need to clarify our own hashkaf on and before we try and address the question. And that is, how do we relate to non-Jews? I'm not talking about the terrorists, I'm not talking about the evil, I'm talking about people who looked at as being upstanding, honest uh, citizens, whatever country they're part of, uh, people who do charity, people who believe in trying to, in whatever way it is, work on things to make the world a better place or a safer place, or anything like that. How do we look at non-Jews as a starting point? And by understand the next point, which, which branches off that, is how do we look at uh, non-Jews who are parts of other religions? Not a non-Jew who is non, uh, not involved in any religion, but let's say a devout Catholic or, or any other religion, a Buddhist who is also claiming to want to better humanity and better the world. Uh, how do we look at them? Okay, so... There are those people who have the immediate and uh, kind of say knee-jerk reaction that anything goyish is bad and also, and uh, that's not strictly true. There are times where there is a matter in some things that goyim do, and even you find uh, the description in Chazal already given to goyim who helped Klaus from whatever it was, so. What's the way to what's the way to describe the Torah outlook on on the one hand people who don't necessarily believe in Hashem, possibly believe in other religions. On the other hand, they're trying to help people, they're trying to help society, whatever it's going to be. Okay, so the side is like this. We have that, that is it's not just manangers; it's altogether a rule. And the side is that when we talk about a mice of a person, we break it into three categories. This applies to us as well, but I'm just using this as a starting point to explain the, the, how it applies to them too. When we look at what a person does, so we break into three categories. The first category is the action, what a person does. We can judge someone by their actions as the, what they're doing good or doing bad. The second point we can judge a person by is the result is the result. So it could be the act they did wasn't so bad, but it had a bad result, or the other way around. So we can judge something not just by the activity which was performed, the act which was done, we can also judge, judge something by the result which comes out of it. And then the last thing to judge an action is by the intention. And by all my Adam, not all three go together. In other words, one could have the case of a person who's doing something because he wants to do the right thing and he's working hard to do the right thing and the effect is it helps someone. The person is trying hard to do a chesed, he wants to help another person who's in need or in suffering and he manages. So then we've covered all the bases. The action was good, the intention was good, the result was good. We could have the opposite as well. A person who wants to do bad because he's trying to be a terrorist, he's trying to be uh, like a... Uh, uh, someone who destroys a society and he manages, then we have all, all three lined up to be bad. The action's bad, the result's bad, the intention's bad. 
But very often one gets acts which cover some bases and not others. In other words, it could be that a person once did something which was beneficial, but his intention was bad. It could be someone who had a good intention, but their action was bad. It could be what I tried to do was good, the result didn't work out well. It could be the other way around. And therefore, if you're going to judge the action of a person, you're going to judge the person, you're going to base it on three things. Actions, results, intention. Now, why that's important to us is because now we're going to talk about if a person doesn't cover all three bases, then how do we look at them? In other words, a person has good intentions, but the actions they're doing are bad. Or a person has, does good things, but the intention is bad. So here they aren't covering all the bases we want of a person who's doing uh, what we would like them to do. But we're being as some of what they're doing is good and some of what they're doing is bad, or some aspects of what they're doing is good or bad. So how do we relate to that? Before we talk about non-Jews, we can talk about Jews. We can talk about Jews, who, who, who that would apply to them. Again, a person who we know his intention, what he's doing is right, he's, he's wanting to do the mitzvahs, he's wanting to serve Hashem, but uh, the action what he's doing, we feel is wrong. And therefore the way he feels what he's doing to serve Hashem, we feel is harmful, we feel is bad. So we don't justify, well, it's okay because he had good intention. Uh, intention is important too, but there also has to be the chaylak of what the person is doing. And even if a person means well, but the effect is not good. So then it's also not a good thing because uh, in, uh, we, we want the effect to be a positive effect also. And you have lots of people like that who have their own shittas in chinuch or in Yiddishkeit or whatever it's going to be. And even if they, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt, they're well-meaning. But if we see the results aren't good, we see it's not working. So you have to tell them this is not the mahalik to go. You're not helping people, you're harming people. Because we can check, we see by the results. So, without all three being good, so then it's not something which is altogether complementary, uh, whatever the aspect which isn't good is. Now, the question is, out of those three points, the act... And that's what the person does, what the person's, the result of the act, and the intention. So, which one of them do we look at? I mean, obviously all three play a difference, but which one do we look at as to, look at, to relate to a person? And what we're going to see from the other point of view is which one does Hashem look at? What do we look at? What does Hashem look at? So let's start with Akash Baruch's perspective first. Akash Baruch's perspective first. Akash Baruch's perspective, like we know, Rahman the Libabai, which means HaKadosh Baruch Hu first looks to see the intention. The intention. And if the intention is good, so even if a person had the intention to do a mitzvah and didn't manage to do the mitzvah, the act never got there, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu values the intention. Now, we, a person who intended to do good things and never quite managed, we don't look at him as a, as, you know, as a big benefactor to humanity because he never actually got around to doing it. But uh, from Hashem's point of view, if the intention is good, then that's already worthy of some kind of merit. A person wanted to do the right thing. Same thing the other way around. If a person's intention is bad, then as far as Hashem is concerned, it doesn't, the actions don't justify the bad intention. And therefore, if a person wanted to do an Avera, let's say, and actually it didn't work out, it, came, it landed up being a mitzvah. Uh, so the person isn't exonerated for the fact that the result was good. The person's intention was an Avera, and he's going to get punished for that. And if you want some famous examples of this from Tanakh, uh, I think the best example would be Haman. Haman was the best Makarov of all time. He would win full, full awards in any JK Chagas for bringing the most people back to Kal Yisrael. 
to Torah. Not only that, he engineered a communal Kabbalah to Torah which has never been done again. And even though Haman was super successful at Kerif, he gets zero reward for it because it wasn't his intention. It wasn't his intention. The, the result of Haman was fantastic, but his intention was bad, and Haman's going to get punished for that. And the same thing, Pare. Pare was a prime player in bringing it to Yismitrain and all the Nisim which came with it. And once again, even though therefore Pare uh, was helpful in, so to speak, bringing a tremendous revelation of Hashem, there's a zero reward for Pare because the intention was bad. So what Hashem is interested in is not the result, because mentioned the result is pretty much up to him. But what Hashem is interested in is intention. And therefore the Rambam Paskins in Hilchas Melachim, in the Gerach and Perikyot, the Rambam Paskins, that if a non-Jew keeps the, the seven mitzvahs of Nenach, but not because he's fulfilling what Hashem told him to do, not because he's command, he feels that I'm commanded to obey the Creator and this is what he wants me to do, then he gets no reward for it. He gets no reward for it because there wasn't the intention. It might be he did good things, it might be he distributed charity, or raised money for needy people, or whatever it's going to be, or helped the injured or the sick. But if the intention wasn't, because this is what I'm commanded to do, so then the Rambam says, then he doesn't get reward. Because without that starting point of intention, and that is I'm doing uh, what the Creator wants me to do, so then there isn't a reason to reward them. Yeah? When we have uh, someone who wants to do something, they don't manage to do it, say, Machshavah Kamaisa, only with a good intention, but with bad intentions, they didn't have to do it, there's nothing happened. Uh, it's only if a person hasn't done it before, because you say that he probably wouldn't actually do it. That his, uh, he, his uh, conscience would stop him actually doing it, even if he wanted to. But if a person's already on the very side, but if a person's already done that very, then the Makhshav is Kamaisa, because he, he shows he's not, he doesn't get stopped by that conscience. Well, we're getting there, we're getting there. We're getting there. One second. We didn't say, I didn't say people believe they're doing the right thing. I said the intention is the right thing. In other words, if, like I am saying before, if a person, uh, let's talk about a Nanju, a Nanju who is charitable, and we ask him why are you giving your money to charity, and he'd say because he believes that that's what a, a person's meant to do, that's what the Creator created them to do. Okay, so there's some element of reward there, because intention was right. If a person is doing it for some other reason, so then, without that element, so then as far as from Hashem's perspective, from Hashem's perspective, this wasn't done because the person thinks it's the right thing to do. He was doing it for some other reason, whatever the other reason might be. And that's okay. So again, we're judging the action is the second point, but judging the intention, the intention isn't meritorious. They still get something for that action. One thing at a time. We're talking first about intention. That's the first thing Hashem looks at. And... It doesn't make a difference what he's not. It doesn't make a difference what a person thinks. Uh, from Hashem's point of view, is, is the intention right or wrong? Is it objectively right? Objectively right or wrong? Yeah, we're not saying if a person gets rewarded for what he thinks is right. If a Nazi thought it was the right thing to clean the world of Jews, he's not going to get rewarded for that. As, even if he believed he was right. That's not the point right now. The question is, as I said, from Hashem's perspective. And that is, HaKadosh Baruch looks to see what a person's intention was, and was the intention good or bad. And that's why there are a lot of people... Uh, who are going to support uh, all kinds of Christian t- charitable campaigns, and the, and the intention isn't just charity. The intention is this is meant to be a way to missionarize people, to convince them of Christianity. Hashem is not going to reward for that. 
even if they actually did do charity, and even if they helped people, that's the second point we'll get to soon. But as far as the intention goes, as far as the intention goes, so it's not an intention which is worthy of reward. Uh, the Gemara says this. The Gemara says in the Vashon of Ches, that the Chesed, the Omim Chatos, the Chesed that the Goyim do is the Chatos. It's actually counted as a sin for them. And the Gemara says, why? Because the intention of doing Chatos is to promote their their Avodazar. Is to promote their, their whatever idolatry or idolatry system they want to believe in. And if that's the case, again, if the action was good or bad, it's a separate Cheshbon. But it was the intention something that Hashem is proud of, not at all. This was meant to try, was, was a way to try and meant to... Uh, Promotes or encourage people to enjoy our desire. That's something Hashem doesn't like. So he's not going to reward for that. Now, once again, I'm not going to the point of which, and that is, well, how do you know what what's the right thing that a person's meant to think? That's basically a, you're going to prove him on, and it will, okay, so we'll have to prove what, the, what, what that there is a creator and what the creator wants. That that's a good discussion to have. That's not what we're discussing right now. The, the question right now is: Is a person who's doing something? With the wrong intention, going to get rewarded in Shemayim for that, not for the intention. If the intention is bad, then that doesn't, uh, that's not something which, on its own, so to speak, um, is considered uh, meritorious. And uh, just to get, if one needs to clarify this when you're answering the question with a very simple marshal, if let's say you have two people uh, who are having a shootout, they're busy, they're busy two gangsters are busy trying to kill each other. And the one takes shot and the other one shoots, and he misses the guy who's trying to shoot, but he intends, instead he hits the criminal who was just behind him. So you're going to say that you know, you're rewarding for, for taking out a dangerous criminal, but it wasn't his intention, it doesn't justify the action. It might be it had a good result. It might be it had a good result, but that's not enough to say, therefore, he's going to get rewarded for what he did. That, uh, you, were, you weren't trying to do something good. You're trying to do something bad. It happened to be that it helped somebody, or it, was, it worked, out to work, worked out for the best, but there's not a reason to reward someone. And once again, the Torah says this. When the brothers sold Yosef to Mitzrayim, so Yosef in the end tells them, he says, Atem You thought bad. You wanted to kill me. You want, you hated me. You were trying to make sure that I wouldn't be part of Klai Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch is his way of doing things. They actually worked out beautifully. I landed up in Egypt. I was there to save the country. I was there to save you. And now the brothers are going to get rewarded for that? Well, look what a wonderful thing we did. We set up, no, nothing. It's good. So Hashem gets a reward, if, if anything. But uh, the fact that you thought bad is not a reason to reward you, even if the action you did came out good. Okay, that's the first one. The second point. Bad action with good, uh, with good intentions. So, like, not like daughters, but. Uh... So I said before, if a person's intention was to do the right thing, that's already something from Hashem's perspective is good. Now, the question is why they did, and, and in this context, what, what, what are you going to do with the action they did? Uh, yeah, tomorrow got rewarded. So, like, they also got rewarded to a certain extent. If the, if the intention was right, so then there's a, certain, uh, there's a certain reason that that's looked at favorably in Shemaim. I want to it always gets rewarded because there's a second factor also, and so again, getting to next. After we talk about intention, now the next question is um, that there is also a benefit for the result that's brought about. If someone causes something good to happen, so there is a certain result which comes to him too. Because of him, somebody else benefited. And the case that the Gemara talks about this, firstly, is a case where the person had no intention. The person was uh, walking in the street, he didn't realize he had a hole in his pocket, and there were coins falling all over the sidewalk, and some only picks them up, and the Gemara says, and uh, because of that he supports himself. 
So that person is going to get rewarded for the tzedakah which was done. Not the full reward of wanting to give tzedakah. There was no intention over here. But at the end of the day, it brought about something positive. At the end of the day, because of him, somebody else had food to eat. Because of him, somebody else uh, benefited. There is such a reward as well. There is such a reward as well, which means even in a case where there's no intention, but Lamaisa, there was a benefit which came about because of what a person did. There is a reward for that too. There is benefit to that as well. And as somebody who's a, a role model or it's an ambassador of Torah, so you might often be getting this kind of reward without even intending it. Because if a person sees you and is impressed, the person sees you and that inspires them or encourages them to do better, so then because of me, they're improved. Because of me, they're doing better. I didn't intend that. I didn't even know the person was. It could be I didn't even see them. They just happened to notice me. So whatever the case might be, in a case like that, so then again, even without a specific intention to do something, a person can get rewarded for what's, what's brought about because of him. And now the scary thing is that it works both ways. When the Gemara talks about the concept of Chidol Hashem, it doesn't mean that a person is actively trying to curse Chidol Hashem. But if the way a person acts turns other people away from Torah, so then I wasn't intending to mess him up. I wasn't intending to be a bad influence. I was just doing what I wanted to do. But it doesn't really make a difference. Because at the end of the day, the result of a person's actions was negative, and therefore there's a certain amount of accountability for the results of a person's actions also. And this applies both ways. This applies both the Torah and this applies the Ra. Okay, what's called Chil Hashem is a, is a, it's a question which is not the topic we're talking about today. We can talk about the afterwards, what's the Gedarim of Chil Hashem. If I'm doing the right thing. Now, when, when, when that's Nagaya, not Nagaya, we'll talk about what calls Kiddush Hashem at a different time. Right, I just want to focus on the point, and that is, there's a, there's a benefit to results, even if it wasn't intended. I'll just give Kiddush Hashem as an example. And it, it, is it also flipped? There's also a negative to results, even if it wasn't intended? Yeah, we just said that. If I cause a Kiddush Hashem, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do that. But let me say, that's what I said. Or a person... That doesn't, and because of what he did, it causes a, a mikshal, or it causes even a practical thing. Someone else gets hurt. That wasn't what I was intending to do, but I don't I'm responsible for that. So we first said that Hashem looks at the intention. The next thing is He the, looks at the result. The result, right? The result, and now here also, this opens a. Even gets hard for that result, if he's intending to do bad. So right, that's why intention comes first. The intention to do bad outweighs the, the fact that the result was good. So By taking the intention, taking the intention out of the picture, so now there's also a a, a, a reward or punishment system for result, for result. What happened there because of a person's actions, and if that's the case, the result and this is, I mean, the reward for that isn't necessarily limited to people, isn't necessarily limited to people. Even something like an animal, which caused something positive to happen. There's a concept that is there's this matter there too, or even an animal which caused something negative to happen. So then there's something negative about the animal also, without any intention. There's a there's a there's a concept of the result which was caused, even in the case there wasn't intention. Again, one example from the Torah: the animal which was worshipped, Shara Nevad, an animal which was worshipped. Allah has killed it. Why? What did it do wrong? The fact that somebody else decided to worship it as of a Zara, What did the animal do? Or Bilam's donkey, which the Chazal Teres Rashi brings, was killed. Why? What did it do wrong? On the contrary, it was the only donkey ever. It was Echot Why did you kill it for that? 
but the answer is uh, the result which comes about was negative, and therefore there's a certain culpability for that. And uh, whether the fact is that other people use it for an avera, of a or whatever other avera it might be, or in the case of the donkey, it was something which would be an embarrassment to Bilam, which is amazing, she was interested in him. Whatever the case is, that because it was now, the result would be negative, that would, that would punish it also. But now we have the other way around as well. And that is, the result of some, even, even an animal, if the result of what it brings about is positive, there's a certain reward for that. There's a certain reward for that. For example, the fact that the dogs didn't bark in Mitzrayim, the Torah rewards them later. Even though the dogs didn't consciously decide to be tzaddikim about it. Or the fact that uh, the dove in the time of Yonah uh, was faithful and went and came back to the ark. As you know, the doves got rewarded. There was a concept of even if it wasn't an intention to do a mitzvah or intention to do the right thing, the result of what was brought about. Even the even times in Chazal that Kira there was a benefit, right? That the stone got something, the metal got something. Where it's referring to 100 percent, and that is that the uh, uh, was used for something good. It was used for something good, and in a case like that, so then if animals, if stones, if whatever it's going to be, can get so to speak some benefit from the fact that the results which the, which they br- was brought about through them was positive, then Kavuchem the person. If the if the, if the a result which a person caused is something positive, of course, uh, that, that that's something which is a source of merit, and much more than that. If a person's trying to bring about a good result, taking out the machshava, he wasn't meaning good or meaning bad, but the fact that a person was trying to do something which was helpful or did, was being helpful, so then of course they're going to get rewarded for that, and that's the concept with the, the category we talk about of let's say a non-Jew who saves a Jewish life. As in, you know, in the war, there were many people like that. So we don't have to discuss what their intentions were necessarily. Not, what their intentions were. The Maisa, because of them, people's lives got saved. We consider them chaserah um We consider them chaserah um And here's a good example where you see the distinction I made before. Because as, men, as much as there were simple people in Russia or Poland or even Germany who went out of their way to try and save Jews, and we consider them righteous in the sense that, that because of them, people's lives got saved, especially those who risked themselves or endangered themselves to do it. There was another body who was very interested in saving Jewish lives, and those were the churches. The monasteries were very happy to take in Jewish kids and look after them, and we don't give them any credit for that, even though people got saved because their intention was completely bad. They, no, they weren't trying to save people. They were trying to use them to convert them. And it happened to be that those people got saved, would be no thank you to the bishop. He, his intention was trying to shamat people. He wasn't trying to help anybody. It was no different to the crusader who said, I'm going to spare your life if you tell you to convert to Christianity. Uh, no, thank you. You know, that, that intention is bad. It doesn't justify the result. So that's what he said. Number one, you have to look at intention. If the intention is evil, it doesn't justify the result. But in the case where there isn't an evil intention, even if the intention isn't necessarily a tzaddik, the person wasn't doing it because he believes that this is the right thing to do. He believed it was immoral. He believed it was unhuman. He believed that whatever the reason might have been what he wanted to do, or even if he was doing it for money, that he was promised to be given money afterwards. It doesn't make a difference. There's lots of other guys who also promised money for what they did. That doesn't make a difference. Because at the end of the day, if, there is a, if the intention wasn't bad, so then we can judge something by the result. And if the result was good, so then the person gets credit for that. He did something positive. That's uh, the second point. Yeah. Um, I didn't need a Philip when we were first starting of how Hashem looks at it versus how we look at it. I'm going to get, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going, I'm still going back to that. I'm still going back to that. Bezashim. Doesn't Brahman say that the Brahman gets high for the intention to do mitzvah? 
That's what I said. I mentioned the Rambam. The Rambam says that Chasidah uh, Mesoylem is if he keeps the seven mitzvahs because Kach Tziv Hashem is Moshe that Goyim have to keep. So, the, the, the Holocaust, so, not, so that's why I said they're not going to get the reward of a guy who was being Mekayim Shavas for the Nayach but at the end of the day they did something good. And it's, there's reward for that also. No different to the case of, like we said, the dogs in Mitzrayim or anybody else. And obviously here it's much more because they, they intended to do something which could have risked their lives. They're definitely going to get rewarded for that. Not on the level of a tzaddik, of, of the Umar Sa'ilam, who's somebody who is doing what, he's, what he did because that's what Hashem intended him to do. And that person gets for sure a reward for their intention also, which is a much higher reward. It doesn't have to be that, but there is there's levels of reward. The levels, even there, the levels of reward. We can talk about different levels. So when you're talking about a species, you talk about there's a whole, not every individual unit, in this, like by animals. The same the dogs are getting rewarded, weren't the dogs in Mitzrayim. But it was a concept, the dogs need a reward. Okay, so that's the, that's the second point. Action and tension. Now, the next point. And that is, we spoke that's as far as Hashem is concerned. Now, now let's look at it from a, a person's perspective. This person's perspective. And the person's perspective uh, comes from a different aspect. And that is, a person has, and that is, the, what did the person gain? Because we're not looking to decide Sadiqim and Roshayim in this last little sphere. We're not the ones who are going to give out Ganeidin or not, or give Hinnim. Our, our point of view is very different. And that is, if a person benefited us, so do we have to feel grateful to them? If a person did us something that did us a tovah, do you have to feel grateful to them? And if that's the case, then this, now this number one is also going to affect that same area of intention and results, but in a different way. And let me explain. If I'm grateful to somebody who helped me, I'm not, I'm, it's not like we're rewarding him in Shemayim. So it doesn't make a difference to me so much why he helped me. The fact is that he did. He tried to help me and he did. And as long as, therefore, I see that what he was trying to do was to help me, so I can be grateful to him. And this is uh, from the very simple to the greatest level there is. So, for example, if someone is going to, you know, I'm waiting in the long line, and they offer up a second chance to come, I'll take it, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll help you pay for your purchases more quickly, I'll be grateful to the guy. Now, what his intention was in doing it, I don't have to actually analyze that. It doesn't make a difference to me so much. He helped me. He did something for me. Uh, Something falls out of my pocket. He points out, hey, mister, you just dropped your wallet. I'll be grateful to him. What his intention was, why he did it, I don't have to analyze that. That's not the point. If someone did me a taifa, I'm grateful for the taifa that was done to me. And once again, the Torah shows us this level by inanimate things too. Moshe was grateful to the river that held up the cradle that he was in when he was a baby. He was grateful to the sand that helped him cover the Egyptian after he killed him. It wasn't that they had intention for good or for bad or for anything else. The Moshe said, it helped me, in some way it serviced me, and I'm grateful for that. No, one second. And that's what I said. In a normal case, I don't have to analyze the person's intentions. If I'm waiting in the tube station and someone helps me take the buggy down the stairs, it's very nice of them. Why they did it, it doesn't really make a difference to me. They did it, they helped me, I'm grateful, I'm grateful to it. And it's applies to a hundred things. There's simple examples. Kalbachayme, a person who helped me in a much more significant way. Uh, a person's not well. The surgeon who operated on him. The person, who, the nurse who took care of him. It doesn't make a difference. That, that, and I don't have to analyze why they were doing what they were doing. They were doing it because they're getting paid. What's the difference? I've got a benefit. I have to be grateful. The only time that doesn't apply is if I know that the person was trying to harm me. 
I know it's clear to me that the intention was negative. But again, things don't always work out the, the way people wanted it to. But if it's clear to me the intention was negative, I'm not chayv akorasatov. I'm not chayv akorasatov because this is like Yosef. He had no akorasatov to his brothers for sending him to Mitzrayim. Even if he benefited from it and that's what made him into the king. You try to harm me. The fact that Hashem changes things, I thank Hashem for that. I have no akorasatov to a person who's trying to harm me, even if the demise is I gained from it. And there are lots of examples again from Chazal of uh, somebody who decided to smash down my house and now I find the treasure buried underneath. Like Chazal tell us that the Amirayim hid treasure under the houses so someone decided to blow up my house and I find the treasure. I no, not, even though I would never have found the treasure otherwise, I have no gratitude to you. I don't owe you anything. You weren't trying to help me. You were trying to harm me. Like Kodesh Baruch has his way of wanting the world and protecting people who don't deserve to be harmed. And the same thing applies to any other case where it's something similar. And that is, if I see a person has a direct intention to harm me, so even if he did me a benefit, I don't have to be grateful for that. On the contrary, I thank Hashem that he saved me from being harmed. That was beforehand. Gary's and Rosh was when the Mitzrayim were good to us. Not during the time of slavery, before that. And as before that, Mitzrayim started off, they were very good to us. They looked after us in the family, they invited us to get the best lands that there were. And even though at the last period of Mitzrayim was slavery, the Torah thing, don't forget the early years. There was something good about Mitzrayim too. But if you're someone who's directly trying to harm me, even if even if the Maisie doesn't manage, and even if it works out that I actually gained from it, right? And we had a case like that. Um, uh, a few years ago, there was a firm guy, was walking home from sh- uh, the, the coast of Friday night, and he got stabbed by an Arab, and obviously he got rushed to the emergency room, and when they opened him up, they realized that he had some serious problem, and if they hadn't done surgery, uh, he would have died anyway. And uh, so he has to be grateful now to the Arab who stabbed him that because of that they found the problem. Of course not. Of course not. The person wanted to harm him. He's a Russian. Baruch Hashem. Hashem organized things in such a way that that brought out the devil. What if, are we ever supposed to analyze whether it's a positive intention? Sorry? Let's say a negative result came. We're going to get there. We've got that right. Out. Okay, so that's, that's the first part. And that is something by me. I'm not, I'm not the one who has to give out the rewards of Shemayim, but do I have to be grateful to somebody? If I benefit from them, yes, unless it's clear to me that their intention was negative. Unless it's clear to me intention was negative. Now, what about the other way around? Somebody who harmed me. Well, someone harms me. I don't have to be grateful for that. But let's say I, I, I really think that they were meant well. In other words, uh, for whatever reason, I think they really were trying to help. It didn't work out. They actually did more damage. But do I have to be grateful for them for the good intention? Or does it? At the end of the day, you, you, didn't, you didn't help me. You actually made things worse. Okay, so... The, normally, normally the way we say we talk about the case like that is at least you can't blame the person. I might not have to be grateful for you because you didn't do anything for me, but at least I can't blame you. You were trying to help. You were trying to help, and therefore, okay, unfortunately, you didn't manage, or maybe even made things worse. Okay, but uh, I don't have to be grateful for you for that, but I can't blame you. I don't think you were trying. So the halacha is I don't have to pay for that. If a person was makalkal, and they don't have to pay. And the Gemara says that they, for someone who's on the level, there's a way to recognize the person's time and effort. The Gemara says at the end of the sex of Prophet Metzir, the Rabbi Baruchana hired porters to carry a barrel of wine for him, and they slipped and they broke the barrel. So he said, I'm not paying you. You broke my barrel of wine. You're lucky I'm not charging you for it. And they went to complain. And they said, listen, this is our Parnassah. You're not paying us. We mean he's not going to eat tonight. And Rav told him that if he finishes with him, he should still pay them. And he said, that's not the halacha. And Rav said, it's true, it's not the halacha. And if he finishes with him, I'm telling you what's the nice thing to do. So they meant well, they were trying to do a good job, 
that didn't manage. Okay, I don't owe you anything. If I think your intention was positive, I can, I can still give you what I promised you. But I definitely have to be grateful to you. Otherwise, I'd be required to do that. The only look at it is I can't hold it against you. A person who meant well, he didn't manage. You go to the doctor, the doctor did a full examination. He said, okay, I think this is a problem, take this medication. And he was wrong, he misdiagnosed me, he made things worse. Or I bring in a plumber to fix the leaking pipe, he tries his best and he breaks the wall. It happens too. Right? So, I, again, I, can't, I don't necessarily have to be grateful for you, to you, but I can't blame you. You weren't trying to harm me, you were trying to help me. Um, and that's why a person, again, is different to Hashem. Because when it comes to Hashem, if a person really meant well, even if things don't work out well, there's still an element of reward for the Makshavatayva, which is a Chiddush, which is a Chiddush. A person was trying to do the right thing, he didn't manage. But there's still, even if he did something wrong as a result. But his intention was completely to do the right thing. Or the Gemara calls Naveri Rishma, there is such a thing. And that's Hashem's different to a person. Hashem can focus much more on intention. Okay, so that's the, that's the breakdown of how we analyze other people, starting points. And that is, what were they intending? What, 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 did I, what, what was what they did positive or negative? And for the person's point of view, that's what we start with. And now, it's, unless I have some clear indication that the intention was different to them, I'm happy to work with the result. And therefore, if a, if a person did something to benefit me, I'm grateful to him. Even if it's a non-Jew, even if it's somebody I have nothing to do with. But the mice, I'm, benef- I'm grateful for what they did for me. Unless I know that there's a clear, they clearly intended to harm me. There was a clear negative intention which they had behind what they were doing. Okay, that's the Hashkafa background. That's really the first one I want to discuss. Um, now, to bring it to Mesa, and the way questions are going to get asked in this Hashkafa, and therefore how do you relate to uh, whatever, whatever other people in the world it is, and uh, are you meant to be grateful to them, are you meant to think of them as good people or bad people, or uh, positive or negative, Maybe I should leave for next time, like to deal with the practical questions which come out of it, and then again, where the question is coming from, how to how to form the answer, how to give the answer. We'll talk about that next week. The, the main point of the Ashkafa first is the fact that somebody is not Jewish doesn't automatically mean Russia. Everything that is bad, right? Or the fact that is not true, it's not true. It could, it might, on Hashem's scale, if they're not doing it for the right reason, they won't get the full reward for it. That's true. But from our point of view, if they're still doing something to help us. We can still be grateful for that. We still have to be grateful for that. And if we don't see a, a, a particularly negative intention, so then if we, we, it's stuck as something which benefited us, we can still have a car set off. And like we said, again, for the person to be considered the tzaddik then in, in Shemaim, he has to be doing things with the right intention. Same as by us. Same as by us. If you want full reward for your mitzvahs, you have to have mitzvahs shechus kavana. With a shechus of paskans that. And therefore, if you're not intending when you do a mitzvah, I'm doing it because kachsev akadosh baruch that I meant to do. Don't expect the full reward for it. But we still did a good thing. We still have helped the guy who slipped in the rain and helped him up again. But I wasn't thinking kachsev Hashem. There's a mitzvah goodness chasadim. I wasn't getting the full reward. Maybe by a Jew we say it's a stomma that he meant to do. It could be. But if it wasn't part of it, so I also don't get the full reward in Shemaim. But I guess it's still a good thing to do. And as I said, we don't, the fact that a person isn't a tzaddik in Hashem's terms of doing things from a completely right intention doesn't mean that there's not, he's a complete Russia. Maybe as far as Shemaim goes, he won't get rewarded as a tzaddik or because he wasn't doing it because he was mitzvah to do it, just like us. Maybe a person won't get rewarded as a bigger tzaddik because he wasn't doing the mitzvah that he was mitzvah to do with that intention. But if what he did was still a good thing and it was intention to do a good thing, as a lot of non-Jews will try be helpful and will try do things to help whatever whatever the capacity they are uh, or their job is to help other people, that doesn't take away the fact that the action was good, the result was good, and therefore I can still be grateful for that. I don't have to judge everything just by its intention.
And therefore, you saw even inanimate things, even animals, if the result of the, what they brought about was good, that's also a reason to be grateful. As long as I don't think they had a negative result, or there was something that they were trying to do negative, which then allowed to be grateful, that's what we wanted to talk about today as an introduction. Like I said, later, next time, we'll bring it to the mindset and how to answer the practical questions that come out of this.